Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. He catches it, and then he just immediately looks to start a counterattack, and that's just absolutely critical for this team. So he moves differently. Yeah, and I think it probably just goes back to all his experience, you know, playing in Europe and all that. And it's just, it shows that he's clearly the best goalkeeper in this league. Before the Major League Soccer season even started, the 13 experts for MLS.com predicted that St. Louis City SC would either finish last or second to last in the Western Conference. Now, just past the midway point of the season, City is in first place in the conference, and the team has clearly surpassed expectations. And we've got sports journalist Julian Trejo back to give us an update on the team's first year in the league. Julian is a sophomore at Washington University, a seasoned soccer player himself, and the inaugural fellow for the River City Journalism Fund. Julian, it's great to have you on the show again. Thanks for inviting me back, Elaine. It's great to be back. Now, you are a former state-level player, so you understand the game from an on-field perspective. And talking strategy is the niche that you've set out to fill as a soccer journalist. And you've talked with us before about the team's aggressive style of play. Remind us of what that looks like on the field, Julian. And has that been key to their success? Yeah, so it's been absolutely critical to their success because essentially what they're doing is you know just like in any other sport you know every athlete is prone to making a mistake right so Mm -hmm. what city does is instead of waiting for them to make a mistake they're kind of almost forcing them into mistakes and because they're forcing them into mistakes they're kind of positioning themselves defensively in a position in a position to take advantage of that and then go and score goals and why is this a a style of play that is not more uh, more commonly taken up by other teams? Well, a big reason is that, you know, physically it's very taxing on a player's body, you know, because you're basically giving 150% the entire game Mm -hmm. because it's the way it works too is if one guy slacks off on the press, then that kind of gives the other team an outlet, like a way out. And then it was all for nothing. And then you're out of position. And then all of a sudden now they're attacking you and you're not in a good place defensively. So it is very high risk. But there is just a high reward of just scoring goals and taking advantage of the other team's mistakes. Okay, so it's like all out at all times. (laughs) Yeah, it's like all or nothing, basically. Yeah. What are some of the other reasons the team has done so well thus far? So a big thing that I think has helped is that, you know, from sporting director Lutz Fannensteel and then obviously from head coach Bradley Carnell is they they came into this clear that the idea that they weren't going to depend on, you know, one or two really good players to carry them through the season. Mm-hmm. It definitely, you know, seems like they definitely planned on having an entire team that's capable of, you know, producing at this level. And that's shown, I mean, they have probably, I would say, maybe not the m- most big name players on the team, but they have a deep roster of guys that just know what their job is and they do it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Now, that gets to sort of a point that has to do with injuries. And it's almost always the case 
that a sports team doesn't make it through an entire season without some injuries plaguing the players. And that's happened to City SC forward Jao Klaus and midfielder Edward Leuven, who are out with injuries. So, you know, you're talking about how the whole team is uh, is prepared to go. But have you been surprised that the team has been able to win despite losing such key players? Honestly, at first, it was looking kind of rough. You know, when Klaus first got injured, those first couple games were, you know, pretty difficult offensively for City. But then, man, they figured it out. You know, Nicholas Giochini, credit to him. He just started scoring big goals and big moments. And then it's kind of like the whole team elevated. It's kind of like they realized, man, you know, two of our best players are out. They're not with us. But that doesn't mean we can just give up. You know, they all stepped up their game. And there's really like a camaraderie and the togetherness of this team. And that's really got them through some difficult stretches against some really good teams. And I mean, after all that, they're still first place. Yeah. Now, one of the standout players um, who is on the field, but in a different way, is the goalie, Roman Berkey. Roman Berkey is also the highest paid player on the team and the highest paid goalie in the entire league. So, <laughs> Julian, tell us how good... Berkey really is, and like if you can offer sort of an example of, of uh, you know how his prowess has shown. Yeah, so Berkey is important because you know as I was talking about earlier with their high risk, high reward playing style, there are moments where you know it's not perfect. There's moments where the other team is just you know they're good enough to get through their press and they create a dangerous opportunity, and it's kind of up to Berkey to just you know, you know make a big save. And kind of make up for, you know, the lack of a press, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, you know, City likes to have a really high line and push forward and make sure they're right on the backs of the attackers. And so sometimes another team will send a long ball through behind the defenders. And it's Berkey's job to come out and clear that, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, end all the danger, basically. Yeah. Um, another big thing is on crosses, if you notice, um, a lot of other goalies in MLS tend to punch a ball outside of the box for a cross. Okay. But Berkey more often than not grabs the ball and then he catches it and then he just immediately looks to start a counterattack and that's just absolutely critical for this team. So he moves differently. Yeah, and I think it probably just goes back to all this experience, you know, playing in Europe and all that. And it's just it shows that he's clearly the best goalkeeper in this league. And if they had any other goalie, I don't think City could be as successful as they've been so far. Okay, so he's worth every every penny they're paying. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now, the last time you joined us, you had written an in-depth profile of Miguel Miggy Perez. He's the team's 18-year-old homegrown soccer player who's from Pattonville, um, right here in town. How is he doing? Yeah, so he's doing pretty good, especially, you know, once Leuven went out injured, he kind of had a bigger role to play in the midfield. Um, You know, he's keeping it simple. He's doing what he's done best, you know, working hard defensively, kind of being that anchor from the defense to the attack, making the right passes, making the right plays. And, you know, he's holding his own. He's definitely a guy that he belongs there. That He is at this level. He's not, you know, you can't really tell he's just an 18-year-old kid. He just looks like every other guy out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's clearly um, gone through the paces to get where he is. Now, Julian, your thing, as we mentioned before, is about strategy. You're a strategy watcher. Is there someone whose style of play strikes you as especially interesting or effective in a way that might escape the notice um, of someone like me who's just following where the ball is? 
<laughs> yeah, so I think a player to look out for, especially right now, is uh, Aziel Jackson. Aziel Jackson, you know, as of late, started has begun to start playing more. And oh my gosh, he is, he's the type of guy that he makes magic on the ball. You mm-hmm. know, he's maybe not going to, you know, go through and make the easy pass. He's going to go and attack people. He's going to try and dribble past them. He's going to do a little flick. He's going to do anything he can to create a dangerous opportunity. And he's easily one of the most creative players on City's team right now. And he's hot. He's on, he's on fire. He's playing good. You can tell he's confident. And I just can't wait to see what he's going to do this weekend. Yeah. And has he been seeing more playing time because of the injuries that we talked about earlier? Or is there maybe something else that's going on? So a big thing that, you know, Coach Carnell talks about a lot is load management. So basically, because of how intense the playing style is, there's only so long a player can go with keeping up that intensity before they get injured. And so City has a medical staff that keeps up with the player's load management, which is basically like an indicator of, hey, this guy, he's been playing a lot. And if he keeps playing how he's playing, he's he might get injured. So we need to, you know, give him some time to rest. Mm-hmm. And that was around the time, you know, people needed rest. And so Jackson came in to make up for those minutes and he's made the most of it. Yeah. And man, he's kind of made a case to be a lockdown starter now. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Julian Trejo, who is a sophomore at Washington University. He's also a seasoned soccer player himself and the inaugural fellow for the River City Journalism Fund. Now, when it comes to the coaching, how much credit do you give Coach Bradley Carnell for where the team is right now and where it looks like they're going? Man, well, I think he deserves all the credit because, you know, yeah, the players obviously make a huge di- make a huge impact because they're the guys actually on the field getting it done. But they need clear and detailed instructions from the main guy, from the head coach. And I mean, we're talking about a team who, just like you said earlier, nobody expected absolutely nothing from. You know, everybody <laughs> thought they're going to be towards the bottom of the table, one of the worst teams in the league. But Carnell got, has got these guys playing to their absolute best. And I mean, they're first in the league. For an expansion team to be first in the league, And honestly, the whole season, they've been up there. It's not like they're, you know, at the bottom at first and Mm -hmm. slowly but surely they've been coming up. They've been at the top this entire season. So I think he deserves all the credit for it. Yeah, it's been kind of high drama from the beginning. (laughs) So we acknowledge at the top that City SC is at the top of the Western Conference standings. But in what ways do you think they could improve? Man, I think there are times where they could be more clinical. Mm. They create some dangerous opportunities and they get themselves in good positions, but just sometimes the final shot, just that final touch to get a clean shot on goal is missing. But that doesn't happen that often because as you've seen, you know, they've scored 39 goals so far, which is the second most in the league. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that I'm saying, but they could actually have scored more. And so I think if they you know, kind of unlock that and start being even more clinical than they already are, then I don't know if there's going to be any team that can touch these guys. Yeah. Well, this is a team, uh, as we are very well aware, it, it is playing its very first season together, and they've not had all wins so far. Are there losses that have hit them a little harder than others, but given some insight into areas that needed improvement? Um, I think... So far, the one I've kind of stuck with me is the Minnesota loss. So it was their very first loss of the season. 
It's the loss that's the first loss at City Park. It was the loss that ended the five match and beaten streak to start the season. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of a game where, you know, it was the first team that kind of didn't play into City's playing style. It was Minnesota who was like, you know what? We're going to let St. Louis have the ball. Like, let's see what St. Louis can do in possession of the ball. Mm -hmm. Can they break down a sitting defense? And I mean, Minnesota came out with the 1-0 victory. And, you know, City really wasn't able to, you know, unlock that defense. They had a couple shots. They made their they made the Minnesota goalie make a, some really big saves. But, you know, that was kind of an indicator that maybe that's also somewhere where they could get a little bit better, is maybe be a little bit better in possession of the ball and, you know, unlocking a sitting defense. Yeah. And does what you had mentioned about a more clinical approach sort of apply to what you're talking about? Or are, we, are these different things? They're kind of different. So... You know, whenever I mean unlocking a sitting defense, you know, can City ideally, you know, can Berkey start with the ball in mm -hmm. his box and can City slowly but surely progress the ball forward and f create a dangerous opportunity in a defense that's, you know, set already in front of their box and kind of not moving, essentially. Yeah. Just all in a low block, staying as far back as they can to close on all the gaps. Mm -hmm. So can City create gaps or can they you know, find another way around it. Yeah. And very briefly, we're, what do you think we can expect from City SC during the second half of the season? I think you can expect them to be better than they were in the first because now that we're entering to the second half of the season, they're going to start playing teams that they've already played earlier in the season. So they've already seen them before. So they have a bit more insight on what to do. And obviously more games in the season means that they have more experiences, whether they be positive or negative. Okay, And thank that's you. always good. <laughs> Julian Trejo is a soccer journalist and inaugural fellow for the River City Journalism Fund. Thank you for catching us up Public Radio. Thank you. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.